Good morning, everybody. This is Chatting with Chat. And as you will see, Ro is back with me again today. We were having a really great conversation on our text the other day. And, and Ro said, you know, we should talk about this with everybody because there's other people out there. So I will let her tell you what we were talking about. And then we're really just going to jump into it. I don't think I introduced myself, though. I'm Ginger Wade. <laughs> and this is Roseanne. You all great. And we're just going to talk about life with you this morning. So, Ro, do you want to get us on track? That's right. So let me tell you the topic. We're going to be talking about the superwoman. And the hope is that at the end of this, you will burn your superwoman cape. So <laughs> Ginger and I were just chatting over text and she was like, you know, I'm not feeling up to par. And what you're witnessing right now is two superwomen who are not at their best. Like Ginger's not feeling 100%. <laughs> I could use some more sleep, but... We just hope that this honest conversation will really help you to, one, realize that you're not alone, and two, we hope to share some practical tips about, like, how to burn the proverbial superwoman cape. But first, <laughs> if you don't know what the superwoman cape is because you've never put it on, I'm a little bit jealous. But for those who put it on but just don't know that there's a name for it, let me share what that is. So the superwoman cape is, it just really represents the pressure that society puts on us, and honestly... The pressure that we put on ourselves right so it's the thought that we need to excel in every single role and we need to be successful in the professional world the uh, personal world be this domestic goddess and then as homes home-centered educators we need to have the kids who are the smartest and they're well-rounded all these things that we put on ourselves and it's this superwoman kate because we feel that women should do it all so back to the sex message, Ginger text me, she's like, you know, I'm not feeling so well. How are you doing? And I'm like, well, I just got back from Cali with the baby. So the 3 a.m., I mean, the three hour time zone plus the six hour flight plus people, the baby who's teething, you know, I'm kind of on my own time zone just for being pregnant and everything. And then I just kind of <laughs> shared back and forth. And she was, she was like, I'll pray for you. And I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. You know, this is a podcast episode, right? So here we are. <laughs> We're bringing you into the conversation. Ginger, I would ask you, like, why do you think we even subscribe to the notion? Like, tell me your story about your superwoman um, lifestyle. Why do we even, why do we accept it? Oh, my. I don't know. Well, part of it for me is this thought of being pleasing. I, I mean, I'm a pleaser. So I like people to be pleased with me, um, with the work that I do. Um, and it's just this false, I mean, it's a false is the word dichotomy. It's a false thing. It's, it's this, that, that, that doing the, all these amazing things makes us more valuable or more worthwhile, worthy about, you know, um, that people like us more, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it comes with that perfectionist thing on. Um, I definitely had that when I was younger and it, it took years to shed that idea of, I have to be perfect and get it all right. Or people won't like me. And it was just the weirdest thing because when you're perfect like that, people don't like you because you're intimidating right. to them and you're not relatable to them. So it's this weird, like, I don't even know, I don't even know how we think that. When we like, say it out loud, we're like, wait, well, that still doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make any sense. But still yeah. inside us, we're like, no, I got to get it right. Or I have to, whatever. So, you know, I've always been a, a go, go, go. I have a friend who calls me an overachiever. But, it, and it's just, and some of it, I think might be a natural thing. It's just mm -hmm. a natural bent. But um, I'm definitely a, that was good, but it can be better. You know, yeah. like I'm definitely like that. And, and that's frustrating for my family because, 
you know, they feel like they could never clean the house well enough. Like mom will always find something. I'm sorry, I keep kicking my screen. Mom will always find something. It's never going to be good enough. So sometimes mm-hmm. they don't even want to try because I'll be like, well, what about that? And, and what about that? And so that's, that is bad on my behalf because then I'm, I'm putting that on them mm-hmm. and that's not their thing. It's not their jam. I have one child who's like that. I have one, one who like, when I would leave from leave the house, this child would start going around to all the other kids. All right, let's start cleaning up. You clean up this. You clean up. <laughs> but again, that's natural. You know, it's a mm-hmm. natural thing. So I don't know. I think we fall into doing those things because sometimes it's just how God has created us and that he has purpose for it. Mm-hmm. But like all good things, you can use it in bad ways. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's finding out why did God put this particular bent in me and how do I yield that? What does it look like to yield that to him? Mm. How does he want to use that? You know, it's like the strong-willed child too. You talk about the strong-willed child and yeah. the strong-willed child. Well, that child was made like that on purpose. Yeah. God has a plan to use that strength. So what is that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, at, at least for me, I think that's where, where that comes from. It's definitely, and it can be totally, a, I want to please God thing, mm-hmm. but you, you have to be very careful about it, it pleasing people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very guilty of that. And that's, that's not what God wants us to do with, with that type of, you know, thing and, and expectations is, is huge too. Like, where are your expectations? Um, that can be a big big driver too of bad relational things yeah you know like how does that work out in in your like does that is it the expectation thing are you more of a natural you know let's let's shoot up here (laughs) (laughs) like how does that work for you so there are definitely expectations that I think I would I took on or internalized without even knowing it like when I think about my mom my mom is a powerhouse like she, I don't know anything that she's not good at, right? Like she's great at baking, cooking, doing all the things. She keeps a beautiful house. She raised us, you know, like she treated my dad as a king. She did everything. Like when you think of the Proverbs 30 woman, like my mom's picture is in the dictionary. Yeah, right? Like that's, that's her. <laughs> and I don't think she ever intentionally put that on me, but I definitely internalized it. Like this is woman. This is what it looks like. Like it wasn't for me that this is a super woman. It's just, this is the idea of a woman. So I remember even in our text, you said to me, how am I doing? And I said all that, but at the end I said, but I'm energized with purpose. Meaning yes. even though I took a red eye flight and I should be sitting my tail home, I'm like, let me do this and let me do that. And let me do that. And it didn't feel to me that I was doing it for other people. I just felt so wired to do it because these were things that needed to be done, you know, some for the kingdom, mm-hmm. some for myself, some for other people. Mm-hmm. So I like when you said that we're wired that way, because whenever people talk about the superwoman, it's like, stop being a superwoman. It's not good. There's no space for it. But when you spoke about it, it's more like there's room for some of it. Some of it can be beneficial. If you're a high performer and overachiever, there's something to that. You're not you know, a bad seed. God created you mm-hmm. this way, but how can we use it for his kingdom, for his glory? So I really like that you added that balance that it's not all bad. So yes, we do want you to burn your superwoman cape, but we want to see how you can use those qualities for good yeah. and not for burnout, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 
there was a thought that popped into my head. Let's see if I can grab it. Um, as you were talking about those things, just this, it, it went with, um, God puts all these things in us for a reason. So he has a design for it. And like, we're all part of the body and we can't all be laid back. Like we, we can't all be like, oh, so it's all right. Don't worry about it. It'll be good. Right. But we also can't all be like, oh, we're going to do this thing because we'll be butting heads all the time. So yeah. there, there's a, there's a purpose for, for all the different parts. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot about the, um, if, I don't know if you've ever read Lisa Turkhurst's The Best Yes book. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a women's study. So there's lots of yeses, right? There's tons and tons and tons of things that we could do. I mean, literally um it's endless all the things that we could do and they're good yeah. they're good things but what's the best thing and the, mm-hmm. the best thing for me is not going to be the best thing for you even though right. we have similar gifts here and we're using them but it's our families are different our personalities are different you know just everything where we living different how old we are is different and but there is a yes that is the the right yes or the mm-hmm. best yes for your family, for my family, for where we're at. So and in that book, I do remember she talked about making pros and cons. So what's the what's the pro of this yes? What's the con of this yes? And then if yeah. you have multiple things that you're considering, what are they for all of them and how does that work? And and in all this stuff and all of these choices that we have, um we need to to work all that out, but make sure that we maintain margin mm. because there can be this. Yes. And then immediately we're doing this and then immediately we're doing this. Yes. And then something happens like, like I got sick last week. I literally did nothing literally lay yeah. on my sofa for an entire week. Like my kids were like, mom must really be sick because she's doing nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> It just does not happen. I know. It does not happen. Although I have learned to let myself do that. Mm. My mom said when I was younger, mm. I would have a fever and I'd be running around the house doing whatever because I just didn't, I just don't sit still well. But mm. I have, I've, I've taught myself, I need to do that. So I remember thinking before last week, I just need a break. I just need a break. It's just one thing after the next. I need a break. It was one of those no margin and said too many yeses. And so God knows that I don't do a break when I'm healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, guess what? Here you go. Sick for a week. <laughs> so, so, but I took it, you know, this is, yeah. this is what it is. And it worked out fine. And the kids and Steve picked up the slack. And, and that was, I mean, he gave me that week of margin because I wasn't giving it to myself. Mm. So it, I think it is important when things like that happen to be able to see it that way. Instead of, oh my gosh, it's the week before Christmas. I can't get anything done because I'm yeah. sick and all the things I need to do and whatever. And I just, like I told my mom, um, I'm not making bread. I, I'll send someone to the store for something. And then my, one of my daughters said, well, I'll make it. But I was like, oh, wow, that's really great. So it gave them an opportunity yeah. to step up and do that thing. They wanted it. They remembered it. They they knew there was homemade bread at, at Christmas and they wanted yeah. that. So they made sure that it happened. And so there's good things that come out of have that forced, yeah, forced break. Okay. You are not super, super momming. No super momming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done for the week. You're taking a vacation. 
and we did have to, we had a trip planned and we had to cancel it and we'll just do it some other time, you know? So, um, it's, it's all that, that margin is so important because life happens. And, and honestly, our families are the most important thing. If we don't, if we Mm -hmm. find ourselves not mentally able to deal with the interruption, like it makes us angry. Yeah. Or it makes us weepy or like, we're just like, Oh, I just can't You're breaking down. There's, there's a problem there. We need to allow ourselves emotional margin and physical margin for whatever's going to pop up. So if you mm-hmm. find yourself, you know, yipping at your spouse or, you know, yelling at your kids because they're just not doing it like that. There, you know, there needs to be some reflection there. Yeah. Right. It's so interesting that you shared that for one week, you did nothing because I'm sure if I texted him like, Ginger, why don't you just take the week off? You'd probably be like, girl, are you crazy? Do you know how much, you know how many things need to be done? Do we take, especially not this week, right? But it showed that when it is possible, we would have never given ourselves permission. And that's what it is. It's really permission. We're saying, no, you don't have permission to take a break. You're a mom. Moms don't get breaks, right? But literally you were able to do nothing. And that didn't mean that nothing happened. It means that everyone else rallied around you and supported you. So it makes me think either A, everyone else always saw that there was room to help, but they're like, oh, mom got it because that's what we show up as. Why would someone ask us for help if we show the, I got it, I can do everything myself, right? But then it also, like you said, it gave them the opportunity. So it's not like you dropped the ball intentionally, but you saw that there are other people to pick it up if and when, you know, that's needed. And I know we're still not going to do it <laughs> as intentionally, Yeah, yeah. but I really pray that it doesn't take our bodies being burned out or us being sick or us being unable, like physically unable to do something for us to make that choice. I've never heard of that book, but I love the title and I love the concept because every time you say yes to something else, you're saying no to yourself, Yes. right? You're saying no to that rest. You're saying no to that break. You're saying no to that other better yes, right? But it's like, I understand why people do because I'm a recovering people pleaser. I didn't know that there was like an approval addiction. I just thought, well, the way I looked at it, I, I'm being nice. I'm a Christian. I have to be kind. I have to be nice. And then what I realized is I was taking on everybody else's stuff. So that would literally look like you and I have a lunch date. And then someone says, hey, can you babysit my kid? And I'm like, oh, Ginger, can I bring this kid to our lunch date? So I'm saying, <laughs> yes, they can't cancel on you. I'm saying yes to this person who it's not that they have an emergency. It's just that poor planning. Like they knew they wanted to do something, but never figured out the other pieces, right? You're saying yes to helping someone pay their bill. Yes to all these things. And I heard one person say, poor planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on mine. Absolutely. That is so freeing. Yes. Because we're playing Holy Spirit. We're playing God in everyone's life. So we're not even giving them the opportunity to trust God in this situation, to allow God to figure it out. We're like, I'll come and save the day. And that's where the superwoman thing comes from, because not only are we doing it all for ourselves and for other people, but we're saving everyone else. I'm over it. Like you can say it's unrealistic. I don't want it. Yeah. 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 That's so, so right. And I, yeah, the whole emergency thing, Steve is really good at that. Like, like I, I'm definitely more about, oh no, but, but I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I'm definitely getting better at it. But he is, I'm also the, oh, look, there's an announcement. They need help with this. Or, oh, yeah. look, there's a, 
you know, and I always, I don't know what that is, but I always feel like, you know, you got to step in and, and, and help or whatever. And Steve's like, no, no, yeah. like he's, he's my whatever conscience <laughs> yeah. spirit. I don't know, but he's, he, he's, he's just, no, let someone else do that. No, let someone else do that. No. So I'm finally starting to, <laughs> it only took 48 years. I'm finally starting to be able to say, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this because mm -hmm. just because someone else needs to do it. It's someone else's gift. It's someone else's, you know, thing yeah. that, that, you know, um, and there was, there's always that the 20% do 80% of the stuff, right? So trying to break that, you know, welcome people in and break, be patient yeah. with God's timing on this, you know, yeah. it's like with, with, um, you know, volunteering here with CHAP, there's a million things we could be doing for homeschoolers, but there's not enough people to do all those things. So right. we keep praying over it mm -hmm. and, you know, God bring the people when you're ready to do the thing, whatever that thing is, you know, so, so we're waiting patiently, you know, as for, for God's timing. And as he brings people to us, it's the right, it's the time for their best. Yes. You know, yes. this is kind of all fits together as it should. So. And you kind of touched on, when you mentioned your husband, I feel like you touched on the gender norms and the gender expectations. And I'm thankful for husbands who will kind of reel us in and say, no, that's not for you to do. Because for for them, it's easy. Like when, when they say, they're like, oh, you're so wise. But when we even think about it, it feels mean, right? So like for me to say no to the thing that I know I can do in 10 minutes versus having someone struggle, try to figure it out, it feels mean. It feels not nice. But again, like we need to not take away people's agency and not enable them to not pick up where, like step up where they need to, right? So yeah, yeah. I think a part of it is about being a woman in terms of what is it going to look like if I don't help? What is it going to look like? I, I have an mm -hmm. extra bedroom. They said someone needs a room. Why aren't we offering it, you know? And the man yeah. is just like, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> but you know- it reminds me of Mary and Martha. So like in the biblical story where, you know, Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his teachings and Martha's like busy with the practical things of serving and preparing the household. You know, Martha expresses frustration like, Jesus, look at her. She's over here slacking, chilling, relaxing, and I'm doing all the stuff. I'm preparing the stuff. Like think about a Thanksgiving feast or like some holiday where people are coming over. You know, you have to change the bed linens, get the guest room prepared, get the food ready. Imagine people coming over, you're just sitting there waiting. And then they come like, oh, what are we eating? Oh, you, you guys need to eat. We're just waiting. Right. It doesn't sound practical. And I, Martha, I get you. Like, I understand her plight because it just doesn't seem practical to not do anything. Right. But then when you shared your story, I'm like, oh, but if I don't do it, maybe someone else would do it. It may not be the way you want it done. But yeah. it gets done, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and I think you you're right on with that whole women thing. Like, well, just because we're we're nurturers too. Yes. So, like you said, since we want to nurture and help people, and and you know, help move people along or whatever that is, that's you know, for us to say no, just it just yeah, that must be what that is deep down inside. Just oh, it's yeah. just like so mean, but but it's not because <laughs> yeah, and we don't do that with our kids all the time. We're not always. Right. We're like you know, you get up and you do that thing that is mm -hmm. yours to do. <laughs> yeah, you do your chores. Yeah, so, yeah. So why do we coddle adults if we don't do it? That's so true. 
because I'm totally that tough mom. Like I'll say, okay, boys, if you want slippers, when we get to the pool, that needs to be in the bag. If you want to be warm, when you get out of the pool, you need a towel. And I'm so big on like lessons in the moment. Like, oh, you don't have it. Hmm. Oh. Right. And I'm not going <laughs> to run home and get it. I'm not going to put it in the bag because yeah. I noticed they didn't. I will literally just watch it happen. I made you a, a reminder, like, hey, check your bag. Do you have everything you need? Da, da, da. And I'm just like, oh, well, yes, next time you'll remember. And I'll do that to a seven and nine year old. So why am I coddling a whole adult? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. T- I agree. I agree. And then, and I encourage any of you guys out there listening, like if, if you feel like you're the person who's always saying yes, say no a few times, let someone else step up and grow. Like, like, and we have like, our church is really growing and there's lots of young families and you think, oh, well, you know, they have young kids and that's, you know, psh- I did all kinds of stuff when I had young kids, <laughs> you know, it's possible to do stuff. And, and if we do all pick up the thing that suits us, um, then what needs to be done will be covered. I yeah. was thinking about, there's a pastor once, I can't remember who it was. It might've even been Brody Bauckham, but I'm not sure. But he, there was a pastor who's, whose church was 45 minutes from his house. Like I couldn't even imagine back and forth and back and forth and back and forth but as long as it was where god wanted him to be it was no burden yeah it was no burden and and when when that chapter was closing it was like okay yeah i i gotta be done you know and it's funny how god does that does that in us gives us the energy and the strength and then when when the time is done for that the chapter's closing we're moving on to something else or whatever it's like okay yeah i'm really true he just it's kind of like this is hilarious. You guys are going to laugh about this. It's like when you're pregnant and early on you go, oh man, I need to have another baby. I remember with my sixth baby, I was like, oh, I'm going to go through that again. That hurt. And, and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do that. And then you get to it nine months and you're like, oh my word, I don't even care. <laughs> do what we got to do to get this baby out because I'm done. <laughs> so I, I hear you 100%. <laughs> God totally emotionally prepares us for what needs done and the change that needs to happen. So, you know, if you find yourself in it and you're energized, like you said, the load is heavy, but I'm energized for it. I think you're in the sweet spot. You know, you're in the sweet spot of God's will. You're doing what he's called you to do. And when it starts to become like, oh, the heavy load, it's not working for your family anymore or whatever, then maybe it's time for some reflection and some wow am i am i still in the best yes am i still in that spot or is god doing something here and i need to listen i love that for so many reasons and probably by the time i get to reason one i'm gonna forget the other ones but we'll go with it so one <laughs> when you talked about um the pastor driving so far we have a, a saying in our church that says a church alive is worth the drive and I live in Jersey and for the longest, my husband and I were commuting back and forth to New York City. So like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half every week, um, you know, doing that with our young kids. I was serving in the children's ministry and in the outreach ministry. He was a vision keeper. So kind of like an armor bearer, like pretty much doing any and everything that needed to be done. And we would be in church all day. And that was just our chapter. But when you talked about it, it made me think of one, what we're doing right now. Like when I woke up this morning, I'm like, I'm going to look a hot mess for this recording because my eyes are so puffy. I had way too much gluten. It's starting to like manifest yeah. in my skin. 
And then you come on, you're like, oh, my voice is groggy. But here we are like perked up and we're not faking. We're just in like what you call the sweet spot. And I love that because I think if we pay attention to our bodies, we'll realize when it's time to slow down, when it's time to pivot, when it's time to make a change. Um, So I really enjoyed when you share that because sometimes we feel like because we said yes, it's it's a forever yes. But you can say, hey, you know, I revalidated this no longer works, which then frees up that role for someone else. Because if we really are the body, why am I the eye, the ear, the nose, the mouth, and everything <laughs> else, you know? Exactly. So that was a really good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that is such a huge, it's just a huge thing to learn. It's just, a, you know, you're, you're robbing someone else of their opportunity to serve when you do everything for everybody else. Absolutely. So, so mamas, parents out there, you know, let, let someone else, or if someone says to you, a lot, a lot of friends said to me, can I get anything for you? Do you need anything? I'm running to the store. Do you need anything? And since I have a number of drivers in my house and they were all healthy, I was the only one who got sick. What does that tell you? Um, so, you know, I could say to them, well, my, my family has it covered. However, there are times when, when you say, no, I absolutely need your help. That would be great. Could you? whatever. Yeah. Um, I remember doing that a few years ago, a friend of mine said, and, and we make pizza on Friday nights. I said, well, we're out of mozzarella cheese. Could you bring us some mozzarella cheese? Cause again, I was wiped out on the sofa and, um, she, oh yeah, she brought me over mozzarella cheese. You know, it seems like the, the silliest thing, but you know, you're giving someone else an opportunity to serve be the hands Absolutely. of Jesus instead yeah. of doing all your stuff and then making yourself like, look like, totally unattainable like I can't live I can't live like that you know and it's um that's not accomplishing the community that God wants to create yeah and you kind of mentioned two things so one is accepting help the other is the flip side of actually asking for help like that I'm not even going to say has been it currently is something that's really hard for me and it's because of the burden factor like I know everyone has something going on. Everyone yeah, yeah. has a full plate. So then when I say, hey, can you help me with this? I feel like I'm asking for more or giving them more. But sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, you know, I always wanted to help you, but I couldn't figure out because you always seem to have it under control. <laughs> so like yes. even your friend being able to bring the on it's like, yay, I get to contribute. I get to be a yeah, part of yeah. the body versus them feeling guilty. Like we're just going to show up and eat all their pizza. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. We don't know how people think. So just one, asking for help proactively and like reactively accepting it when it comes. So let me know if you have any other thoughts before we jump into some um, solutions and some practical tips. I think I'm thought it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the practical tips you mentioned was really about expectations. Like when you first started talking, you were sharing how a lot of this carrying the cape and wearing the cape comes from unrealistic expectations. So even if you go back to like Mary and Martha, it's like, you know, the societal and the gender norms of um, the domestic task and keeping the house clean and all these things. So it's like, hey, this is on me and I'm doing it. So how am I still wrong? Right. But when you set realistic expectations, it's the idea of understanding that it's OK to not do everything and it's OK to not be perfect in every role. Yeah. And honestly, with, with some of that, too. We have expectations because we think we want it to look a certain way. But honestly, have you asked your family? Like, have you have you talked to those around you? What are their expectations? Chances are out there, mamas, they're nowhere near your expectations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can notch it back five notches and it'll still be perfect, you know? Um, 
So I think what I, one of the things that I've learned too, is just, especially as my kids get older, you know, what do you want to do? What do you mm-hmm. want this to look like? What would be a great party to you? You know, like yeah. a lot of times we have people over for New Year's. Well, what's it going to look like this year? Is it going to be this big thing? Is it going to be a few friends? Is it just going to be us? You know, and and have them take part in the conversation. So you can work it all out together. Because too, when they have buy-in in the yeah. discussion, they're more willing to jump in and be like, let's make this happen. Yes. Or not, you know, let's keep it low key whatever. So I think it's just very, very important to include others in that process. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it takes the load off of us because if we had this big vision that say, for example, it took five days or five weeks to accomplish. And they're like, yeah, I just want my friends to come over and watch a movie. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) done. I'll even make you some popcorn from scratch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Save me so much time. Exactly. Potluck snacks. (laughs) There you go. But even what you talked about too was like delegated responsibilities, right? So like allowing other people to pitch in and um, not hesitating to ask for support when needed. And just really, like you said, talk with the family members and bringing everyone together so that we have a shared vision. I think that's really important. Yeah. I also like when, when you get to that point where you're like, oh my goodness, I think God is moving me somewhere else. Or it might, it might take a while for you to realize that. But I, I do think in your prayer time, it's always good to align yourself with God. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, praise him for who he is. Thank him for what he's doing. Am I on track? Yeah. You know, am I doing what you've asked me to do? And honestly, I need to do this a lot. Because <laughs> I get ideas in my head, right? Yes. You, right? You we know, can do right? this and we can do that. Yeah, right? So, you know, I need to check in with God frequently. Because in my past, I'm like, this is a good thing. I'm just going to do it, you know, and it's, and I, but I never prayed over it and said, is this where you want me to put my energy? Is this where you want me to put my time? And I think it's a God thing. Yeah. It's better. It's better to be doing those tiny little touch points as you go along, even daily, um, then to go on for a while and then be like way off course over here and find that, wow, I'm, I'm, just doing what I want to do and I'm nowhere near where God wants me to be so I think part of the solution and all that is just to be able to it's just to keep in mind to spend time quietly Mm -hmm. allowing him to say okay this yes this is the the important stuff for right now and then obeying it (laughs) right (laughs) because it's one thing to not have clarity but once we hear that we're not supposed to do it we really have to um, really heed to that. One other thing I would say, which we kind of touched on, and you know, some listeners will like clutch their pearls, like mm. it's just to say no, right? We talked about the best yes, which means all right. So here are the spectrum of things that we can do. What's the best one that aligns with all the values, the family members, ourselves, or time and bandwidth? But how about just saying no, right? It's one thing to choose out of all of them and choose which one to say yes, but it's really okay to say no. And it's such a hard thing. I'm still learning how to do it. Um, but we need to recognize our limits and not be afraid to either set boundaries. And and it's not going to be easy, but it's a muscle that you have to work. Like it's it's kind of like exercise. The first time you're probably going to say it and be like, haha, just kidding. <laughs> you know, like it's so hard <laughs> to do, but, and and people will respond very if you've been a yes person your entire life, the first time you say no, they may not even hear the like, wait, what? You know, because they're so yeah. used to you saying, yes, well, I'll just ask Ginger, Ginger's going to do it. But yeah, yeah. you really have to set those boundaries. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and don't be afraid of upsetting someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. God's going to bring them help from somewhere else, or it'll be one of those, like you said, you're those learning situations where, um, they learn to not let it get to emergency status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a growing opportunity for that person that you said no to, to learn to plan better or whatever, you know, so it, it could be growth in different ways. Yes. For each of the people involved in the situation. Yeah. So in, in all of it, you know, we can be kind. We can be like, well, yes. no, it's not going to work. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> so right. that's always kind or whatever. Be like, that's just not going to work for me right now. And, um, and it's okay to say that. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it is hard. It is hard. I'm in, it's you know, very hard. Sticky, some sticky spots too with, with just, you know, all the personalities and all the ways you're trying to work things with your family and in other situations. And sometimes you don't want to have to say no, but just, this is not going to work. Yeah. It's just not the best choice. So. Um, and you just gave two practical ways to say it, right? Like that doesn't work for me. It's not the best choice because what I normally tell people is that no is a complete sentence. No, period. And that's it. But it's, it feels so mean, right? Like it, it's it's not very kind. So we, you know, we're still working through the nice, nice bone and like what it looks like to be Christian. And is it not Christian to say no? But, you know, like Jesus had to take time away and say, I'm going to mm -hmm. devote this time to spending time with the Father so I can make sure that I'm in alignment and I can hear from him and I can, um, you know, reset and rejuvenate so that was him saying no to the disciples in that moment so he wasn't mean and said leave me alone anytime with god like, <laughs> you know but at the same token what i realized is that because i was so hesitant to just say no i would give an explanation oh no i can't do it because my mom is coming over and if she comes over then and then, and then, and then. And then yeah we don't have to explain ourselves yeah yeah and the relationship matters right it depends on who it yeah. is yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I'm very guilty of that. I'm, I'm definitely like, Oh, this and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, they really don't need to know. Like, you know, that's, yeah. again, that's the thing that Steve can say. No. Right. <laughs> and that's where the people pleasing comes in. We're yes. like, I yeah. can't do it. I really have a legitimate reason why I can't do it. And yes. here's the reason. So please validate that my no is only because yes. it's physically impossible because I'm in another country. Why can't it just be no, because I need to get some rest. Why is that not okay? Yeah. Yeah, Why can't it be right. no because I don't want to do it? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It sounds mean. Yeah. Yeah. So very true. Very true. Yeah. It's okay to just say no. Like you yeah. said, no is a complete sentence. It is. Yeah. No, you put a little period right there, an exclamation mark. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's so great. What else do you have for us, Ginger? How else can you make this practical? Well. Again, like I said, when you're, when you're praying over what your load is, you know what, where is your focus? I think just, just keep remembering where your focus is and what your calling is. You're, mm -hmm. you're called to be the spouse that your husband needs, called to be the mother that your children need. Those are the first priorities. Those are the ministries that God has called you to first. Mm-hmm. You know, where's, how's your relationship, your personal relationship with Christ? Are you putting time into that? If you're so busy that you can't sit down with Jesus in the morning, read some scripture, do some praying. And I was so, I was such a zombie last week. I, I didn't, I didn't come here to my shed to study for a whole week, but 
I laid in my delirium on the sofa and prayed. You know, you get weird thoughts when you're when you have a fever like that. It's kind of funny. But it, I was actually analyzing my relationship with my family as I was laying there. <laughs> um, so when you're considering what it is the things you should say yes to and, and how heavy the load should be, are, are you maintaining that personal relationship with Christ? Yeah. That's the most important thing. If you're not able to do that, something's wrong. Second, with your with your spouse, are you are you dating each other? Mm-hmm. Um, are you able to speak to them in kindness and meet their needs? If you find yourself short tempered and snippy, well, why don't you know this thing? You should know this thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's an issue there. And, and with your children too, if it's hard to take the time to train them gently. Because honestly, we need to be told the same thing 500 times because we don't do it. Why should we expect anything different from our children? So in those three ways, if we're finding that we're just not kind and feel like we have to rush to the next thing and we don't have time to deal with this character flaw that keeps coming up, um, then there's too much going on. I mean, those are, those are big red flags. You need to be able to deal with, with those things. And then, and then it's, um, what was the book I read? It was Christy Knuckles. Um, the life you long for, I think it was, mm-hmm. but she was talking about that core relationship with God. And from understanding God's love for you and that close relationship you are building with him, you go into that, your family, the next layer of the core, right? And, and you're loving them. Um, and growing together with them in Christ. And out of that comes the service. Wow. In other places. So, but if you're doing it the other way, that's not good. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not maintainable. It's not, you know, good for you. It's not good for your other relationships. So if you're not healthy here and you're not letting that grow your love because the Holy Spirit is what's helping you love those in your household because we're not able to do it <laughs> mm. our own will. Um, and from that comes whatever service you choose to do or wherever it is that God leads you, it should come out of those core relationships. Um, so, and, and again, I, it, it's, it's a lot of time for reflection. We don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that in our, in our society. We don't sit and be quiet. Yeah. Um, whether it's with someone or by ourselves, we don't sit and be quiet or just talk through things. Yeah. And I really think that's what's missing. And why we get ourselves in trouble like this. Huh? What do you think? Yeah. I, I was typing because, you know, Bobby Green, I was going to forget everything I wanted to say. What you just spoke about made me think of the pandemic a lot of people who are not essential workers really welcomed the pandemic as a time for reflection I mean some people thought God was coming so they're like let me get my life right but you know other people are like wow I really get time to slow down I really get time to think about what matters and I'm always thinking like if you're always talking when do you have time to think if you're always doing something when do you have time to really sit and reflect and I'm not talking about a reflection where you're like, oh, I was really mean to that person. Maybe you need to do that. But I'm really talking about like sitting and making sure that you're in alignment and that you're in the will of God for your life and that you're doing first things first, like the things that are priority. Because as we were talking, it made me think that activity is not productivity. 
not because you're moving from 8 a.m. to 12 at midnight. That doesn't mean that you had a productive day. You were active, you were busy, but busyness is such a distraction. It's such a point of the enemy. I've spoken to so many women where they're like, oh my gosh, I had such a busy day. And I'm like, oh, okay, so did you accomplish the top three things that we talked about? Oh, I didn't get to do that. I was so busy doing the things that were not important that I didn't get time to do it, right? So when you talked about like that backwards or out of alignment where you're doing everything except the things you're supposed to do, if you're too busy to spend time with God, you're too busy. If you're mm -hmm. too busy that you haven't, you know, called your mom or spoken to your mom in a week or a month or something, you're too busy. If you live with your spouse and you haven't had time to check in, you're too busy. So I feel like these are checkpoints where we can kind of say, wow, you know, when I look at my to-do list, one, are the right things on it? Or is yeah. it just a bunch of stuff to fill my time and to yeah. give me the euphoric feeling of checking it off? Yeah. And then when you look at your... um your life. You know, we talked about like over a given Tuesday, we talk about your your time, your treasures, and your talents. How are you spending that? If you look at your time, that's what's going to show you what's important to you. Mm -hmm. I can say all I want that, you know, these are my top priorities. But if that's not how I'm spending my time, it really isn't. If that's not how I'm spending my money, then it really isn't. So I think that's a part of the reflection where you just kind of look back and see, are you just distracted? Are you just doing something because you're avoiding the thing you're supposed to be doing? Like what's mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. going on? And that's why we don't want to be still because we don't, mm -hmm. you know how God talks to us like in the shower, like when we're like, mm -hmm. mind, or mind is it's like <laughs> now I can talk to you because your brain is quiet. It's not because I want to talk to you at two o'clock in the morning. It's because you were busy buzzing around yes. all day. I was talking. You just weren't hearing, you know? Yes. Yes. So that's why it comes in the, in the fever stupor on the sofa. <laughs> so awful. So that just, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, it he's building strength in you mm. to be able to choose the thing he needs you to choose to accomplish his purposes. Sometimes it's really hard to say no. Yeah. So, cause it looks like, well, why wouldn't this be a good thing? This it's so easy. Like you said, it'll yeah. take me 10 minutes. It's so easy, but that's not the point. The point is, are you being a obedient yeah. to what God has called you to. If he said no to you on that thing, you need to say no. You need to be in agreement with him. I think about uh, Saul and well, look at all these great sheep I got for you. That's not what I wanted. I wanted obedience. I didn't. Yeah. You were supposed to annihilate all those creatures, all those. You're supposed to wipe it out. I don't you know, I want obedience. I don't want sacrifice. I want an obedient mm. heart. So, um, and look at this great thing I did for you. Well, that's not what I wanted from yeah. you. So it's, it's, it's hard because we get ideas in our head and we want to do, we do, we do. You're so right. And we just, yeah, we just want to do what we want to do. And that, that's the thing that I keep praying, confessing over and over again. Like, my selfish bent, you know, my, you know, I get this idea in my head and I just, whatever, or I, or the people pleasing thing, I don't want to say no to somebody, but that person needs to learn, like, like, like to plan ahead. Yeah. So you have to say no, because they're never going to learn to plan ahead or to find someone else to do the thing who can also do the thing. Um, mm -hmm. So you're robbing someone of a lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obedience is better than sacrificing. We don't want to do a disservice to people by quote unquote helping them. So 
there you have it, superwoman. Burn that cave. Burn the cave. Like I said, I had said to Roe in one of the messages, well, I burned this one, but I have a stash of them. <laughs> I keep pulling them out. In different colors, different <laughs> materials. <laughs> yeah. That was, there was a year, I had a friend who made capes for Christmas. I got capes for all my kids. They're satiny and they have their letters on them. They're so pretty. Like, oh, look at my pretty cape. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no more capes. <laughs> yeah, no more capes. So No more capes. So again, we see, we see you. We, we know that God wired you this way for a reason. Just make sure that you are using it for his purpose and for his glory. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely out there. Be brave. Be brave and courageous and say no. And be obedient. Yes. Be obedient. Be obedient to God. That that is what he's seeking. And if you know that God has said this thing and you are obedient to it, he's gonna work out all the other stuff. Amen. And it, it might be bumpy and people might be upset for a while and it might, whatever. But if you know in your heart of hearts that you are being obedient to what God has called you to, you don't need to worry about that other stuff. That's right. It'll be their opportunity for growth or whatever. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You be right with God. You do what God has called you to. And, and that is always the right choice. I love it. I'm blessed yeah. by this. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was good to talk talk through all these things with you and it was it was good my brain was more apt than I thought it would be <laughs> I told you it's the anointed you'll crash later no, it, is. it is it is I don't want you to crash so. <laughs> all right everybody thank you so much for joining with us today um I'll be back some Tuesday and Ro will be back some Thursday and we'll be talking about other things with you but in the meantime as you learn this being obedient that is one of the main things that you are teaching your children, right? That you teach them to follow Christ in all of life. So that is what we're doing here with our homeschool and I mean, kids home, being with our spouses and all that stuff. We are learning obedience to the Lord and, and growing together. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So take some rest, rest time with the Lord and be with him. So we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.